Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Glad you could join us here today. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we have with you, O Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, O Lord God, that Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that is out there today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, God, only you know the needs, only you know the desires, only you know the aspirations, O Lord God, for everyone that is out there today, O Lord. So I pray that you will touch them in your own special way. Speak to them, O oh Lord God. This I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Praise God. Glad you could join us here at Genesis 1. Grab your Bible and a pencil and marker or highlighter or something there so you can mark along in the Bible as you read with us. It's, uh, it's important that you see the Word of God for yourself and not just think that is something coming from me or anything else like that, but it is indeed the Word of God. Amen. Amen. So why don't we go, go straight into uh, straight into the message here. And today it's about change, you know. Uh, have you ever experienced change in your life? You know, we all experience change. Uh, you've heard the old adage that goes, and the only thing constant in life is change, you know, so we all experience change. We, um, we face change in our daily lives. We face it, whether it's, whether it's a financial change, emotional or, or physical or whatever it may be. It could be a, a family matter or whatever, but change is always there. But it's always great to know that our Heavenly Father, that no matter what comes our way, that we have the, the care of our Heavenly Father that is there for us. You know, and, and God does not change. You know, and Jesus does not change. Holy Spirit does not change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the Word of God says. You know, so, so we're, it's wonderful and, and it's so inspiring to know that God doesn't change. James 1.17 uh, says that basically it says that God, God is not like the shifting sands. You know, he, he is not here today and gone tomorrow or, or hold one position towards us with his love one day and then another position uh, uh, another day. You know, God is always there and he's faithful. Um, from the moment that we are born, from the time that we are born, our bodies are constantly changing. Okay, and that is how we, grow, of course, grow. You know, without change taking place in our bodies, then obviously we can't grow, nor can we develop. Okay, our, our way of life is also constantly changing. We get new jobs, we get new routines and friends come into our lives, uh, for which we can oftentimes, many times, thank God. However, not all change that comes into our life are welcome changes. Okay, not everything that happens to us, obviously, is, is a welcome change. You know, we are oftentimes faced with events you know, that fill us with distress and it's a part of life, you know, stuff happens. So many times this is, a, is an unwelcome change that comes our way. But however, also no saint of God, that God loves us and wants to be near us in times of trouble, okay, and in time, during times of change. If change comes into your life, just remember that God wants to be near you and he is indeed our loving father, okay. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus invites us uh, into his loving care. Okay, 1128 basically says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. All right. So if we have change that comes into our lives that burdens us down, then remember there that Jesus is saying to you to come unto him. Come unto him. And if you have something going on right now, know that Jesus is telling you to come unto him, to bring it unto him. 
Okay, we must know that whatever changes come our way, we must realize whatever changes come our way, we can face them with optimism and confidence, knowing that God is there. You know, you wake up one morning and, and you find out somehow that, you know, what is your normal course of life or your normal operation for that particular day or week ahead or whatever it may be is changing, we can have some optimism and some hope, knowing that God, our loving Father, is there with us. Okay, so don't worry about change. The Bible promises us in Psalm 46.1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Okay, a very present help in trouble. Okay, he's our refuge and our strength. A place of refuge is a place of safety. Okay, it's where you can run to when things are going wrong. Okay, when you're feeling uh, so depressed and you're feeling so downtrodden, remember that God is a place of safety, it's a place of rest, okay? In Romans 8, 28, it says, all things work together for good to, the, to them that love God. Okay, so if you love God, okay, then you can feel rest in your spirit knowing that if I love God, that God is going to everything that's happening in my life, even this new change, that, that God is going to make it work out for good, okay? So, so don't be, be fearful of change that comes into your life. You know, one rise approach to difficulties or change is to fill our, our minds and our thoughts, thoughts of God, okay? We need to get God's perspective on things, okay? We need to understand how God views us. We need to understand how God loves us, you know? When that change drops unexpectedly in your life, okay, you need to right away kind of recalibrate your thinking and remember that, okay, now God knows about this change and God loves me so much and because I love him also, it says that the word of God, God's word, says that it's going to work out for the best, okay? So don't fear that change that may be coming now, all right? And then if you get in the habit of doing this, you will see how small your distressing situation is, okay? If you remember that God is there, you will see that the situation that is thrusting change into my life is not as big a deal as I feel that it is right now. It may have me doing some things a different way. It may be affecting my pocketbook, whatever it may be, but God is there. God is there, and God is going to bring me through it, okay? So, so we have to change our thinking and our approach to how change enters into our lives, okay? Take the Apostle Paul, you know, as much as Paul uh, accomplished with the spreading of the gospel, look at how many times he was, he was harassed and stoned and, and, and how much he was denounced and even imprisoned. Okay, look what he went through, okay? However, Paul could always say, and we can say also, that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13, okay? Stop and think about that. When that change comes into your life, say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, you know. And this should not be, oh, how can I say, this should not be just your recitation. You're reciting, you know, a group of words, a bunch of words strung together. Say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, right? You are a child of God. Don't forget it. When that change comes into your life and it kind of shakes you up, remember right away, recalibrate your thinking and remember, I am a child of God, okay? And I can do all things through Christ Jesus because Jesus Christ is right here with me and he strengthens me. Jesus is inside of me. Jesus knows what's going on. So I can remember that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, all right? Don't let change come in and just wreck your whole world, okay? Don't let it do that. Okay, we all experience some kind of change. God is on our side. We need to remember that also and that he will give us the confidence to meet every single change in life with confidence and victory. He's there to give us the confidence that we need. 
Okay. Many, many times we are faced with changes in life and we don't quite know how to deal with it. And that's what change often does. You know, if, if, if you always knew how to deal with change, it wouldn't quite be a change because change means that it's something that you are unaccustomed to. It's something different from what you are always doing. Okay, it is it is not the same uh, 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 a part of your your everyday day to day life. Okay, but if you can just remember that he can give me the strength and he can help me deal with it. Sometimes these changes that come upon our lives uh, involve other people. Sometimes they involve other people, and we don't know how quite how to deal with them. Okay. A change comes in your life, dealing dealing a, a relative, a family member, uh, a, a co-worker, a peer, or your neighbor next door. You know, you've been dealing with these people a certain way for many, many, many years, maybe your whole lifetime you've been dealing with them a certain way. Then all of a sudden there's a radical change and you don't know how to deal with them, okay? God can get into that part of your life too, all right? You have to remember that, okay? okay? Sometimes we wind up worrying and we wind up becoming stressed out because of what these changes bring about in our lives, okay? And that that's that's pretty normal it's pretty natural okay when a change comes upon us you know we don't quite know how to deal with it and it can indeed be stressful because we are indeed still human even though we're born again believers believers and jesus is in us the 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 initial impact of change can often make a, a, a stressed out can bring upon us a, a stressful situation okay and there but what happens though is when we let that stress come in if we don't deal with it then that stressful situation that change that that change then becomes a burden, okay? Okay? If we don't deal with it, that change becomes a burden. Let me say that again. If we don't deal with that new thing, that new happening, that new process, those new attitudes of, of people, if we don't deal with it, then that change winds up becoming a burden, okay? Because we wind up becoming stressed out, okay? So then, knowing this, we must be careful not to let change give birth to burdens in our lives, Okay, knowing this, we cannot let change give birth to burdens. Okay, remember that. Okay, change, not dealing with change, can birth a burden that's in your life. Okay, burdens are heavy, and burdens, of course, weigh us down. That's why they're called burdens. Burdens weigh us down to the point of total dysfunction. Okay, if we let burdens just stay on our backs, then we do not wind up functioning the way we would like to function, and more importantly, we do not wind up functioning the way God wants us to function. Okay, then that becomes a major problem for us because now we are not are not walking in the peace and the joy and the rest that God's intend us to ha intends us to have all the time. Okay, all right. So what do we know so far? Now what we're talking about is about change can bring on stress, and if it's not dealt with, that change and that stress then develops into a burden which is something that you wind up carrying, okay? Now, if you have a bottle, a water bottle nearby or, or your Bible, if you're holding it in, in your hand, you, you, you know, and, and, and then you, it, it doesn't matter now how heavy that bottle of water is or that Bible, okay? But if you pick it up, you know, and you, you hold that water or that bottle of water, that bottle in your hand for a period of time and everything like that, you know, first, you know, you can hold it for a few minutes and, and maybe for an hour, you know, and then after an hour, it becomes pretty hard for you to hold. And then eventually your arms start sinking down. Okay. And I know when I was in the military, one of the exercises they would have us to do, especially <laughs> if the platoon wasn't behaving properly, you know, the drill sergeant would tell us to grab two rocks off the ground and hold them out like this and just hold them there until he tells you to drop them. 
And you can hold them there for some minutes, for some time, but after a while, the pain and the aching in your shoulders become so much that your arms automatically by themselves just stop, just stop and stop and stop dropping down like that. Okay, so that's a burden. So that's a burden, okay? And, and it doesn't matter how heavy the item is that you're carrying. After a while, you cannot bear it in your arms. You can't hold it down, okay? And if you try it for too long, then you wind up, you wind up in, in, uh, in quite a bit of hurting, okay? So in each case, no matter what the weight is, but the longer you hold on to it, it becomes heavier and heavier, okay? And that's the way that, uh, that, that's the way it is with change that generates stress, anxiety, and worry in our lives. Again, I say it becomes a burden. And we carry our burdens all the time. Those burdens that you're carrying, you wind up carrying them all the time. You may not think about them while you're sleeping, but as soon as you wake up in the morning, you remember that burden, and you get out of bed, and that burden is on your back, and you're carrying it around, okay? All right, but sooner or later, as that burden becomes increasingly heavy, then you're not able to carry it on, okay? You're still not able to carry it on. So why do we still insist on carrying those burdens, all right? You just cannot carry that burden forever and ever. Okay, it just bogs you down more and more. And as with the bottle of water, you need to put it down. Okay, as with that bottle of water, that stone that I was holding when I was in basic training, that you need to put it down. Okay, so then ask yourself, you know, why am I still carrying that burden? Okay? If you have a burden right now, if there's something on your heart that's troubling you, there's something on your heart that you're worrying about right now, ask yourself, as a child of God, why am I carrying that burden? Okay. Ask yourself, if you're there in the room by yourself, or even if you're not, if you're there with a family member or a friend, then still, I mean, if the two of you know each other well enough to watch this broadcast, then just say out loud, you know, why am I still carrying this burden? Okay, I, we don't need to be doing that, okay? So before you finish hearing, before you, you leave the room today, after you listen to this message, before you go on through the rest of the day or evening, whenever it is you're listening to this message, you, you know, make a decision that you're going to put down whatever burden you're, carry, burden you're carrying. And you're going to put it down. No matter what the burden is, make a decision right now, as I'm still speaking, that you're going to put it down. And then after this message is over, then you put that burden down. And we're going to tell you how to do that, okay? And how to do that, okay? Whatever burdens you're carrying now, simply offload them. Burdens do not have to always be financial. Don't have to always be about your job. They don't have to always be about sickness or worry, okay? They can be as a result of changes in our environment, in our social or living conditions, or current events based on how the country and the world is changing. And the Lord knows there's enough changes that are going on now. Okay, we've got war going on, on in, in Ukraine there. We've, we, we've got all sorts of COVID-related things, even though they're starting to peter out, thank God. There's a million different things that are going on in current events around us that is bringing change into our lives. And if we dwell on those changes the wrong way, then they become a burden to us. Then we wind up carrying that burden. Okay, we wind up carrying a burden for the whole world, for the whole country. We wind up carrying a burden for those that are in authority. We need to offload those burdens, and we're going to talk about that. We need to offload those burdens so that those burdens are not bearing us down to the point that we cannot function, okay, to the point that we cannot enjoy life. God wants us to enjoy life. He, he came so we could have abundant life, enjoy it, and, 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 and love living life, okay? If we simply will let God do his job and we do our jobs, amen? Amen. Many people today are carrying burdens because they are worrying about so-called uh, uh, climate change. That's one thing I hear so much about. They're carrying burdens because they, they worry about climate change. Oh, we got to stop doing this. We got to stop doing that. 
We're destroying the ozone layer. We're destroying the planet. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, I don't know, icebergs in the Arctic are melting. Or some of the rivers are rising. And, all, and they worry about this planet, okay? And I say to you today, and I say this with all sincerity, okay? I don't care what part of the political aisle that you're on because this has nothing to do with politics, okay? Something as, as burdensome as worrying about climate change for us children of God, for us Christians, okay, it should not even be a burden. We don't have to be worrying about this climate. And I say to you today, child of God, that this planet is not going any place. Nothing is going to happen to this planet unless God is so permitting it, okay? And this planet is not going anywhere until God wants it to go wherever where God's going to take it, as simple as that, okay? So all the stuff about the climate and what we can do with CO2 emissions and, and how man can do, man can do, man can do, man can do, that's what you're hearing so much today about what can man do. What about if we start saying what can man do in terms of returning to the Lord? Okay. What if we, what if we started saying, saying what, what man can do is, is to go back to the throne of God, is to get back into prayer, to get back into reading the word of God. Okay. If you can get back into consulting God before we make decisions. Okay. This is what man can do to impact conditions that are around us. Okay. Not worrying about, about the physical realities of the planet. God is taking care of this planet. And if you're a child of God, especially, you've got nothing to worry about. Nothing at all to worry about. Okay. So these are changes that we read about that we see on TV that people wind up discussing, but that, that can become a burden to us also, right? And the point that I'm making here today is that do not let changes that are going on as far as, as, as man's, a man's ideology, you know, you, you know or, 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 or political pronouncements, okay? Whatever those changes are, don't let them get to you to the point that they become a burden and you wind up carrying that burden on your, on your back all the time, okay? Okay, There's some burden sometimes can be a burden for someone else, okay? Someone that you're worried about, concerned about, or someone that's giving you a hard time. But whatever your burden is, make up your mind not to carry it any longer, okay? You've carried it long enough. Okay, God wants you to enjoy it. You cannot focus on what God wants you to do if you're carrying a burden. Okay, you can't focus on it. Because that burden, all you're thinking about is shifting that burden from one point to another. Okay, as with, as I said, when we were doing the, um, the, 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 uh, in, the in the service, they're holding those stones, heavy stones and whatnot. All you could think about is how can I maybe maneuver my arm or my shoulders or whatever to make it feel a little more comfortable. I wasn't focusing on anything else. All you're thinking about is how long can I, can I hold those stones? Well, when you've got that burden that you're carrying for someone else or something that's going on in your life, the same thing happens to you. You can't focus on anything else. You can't focus on the promises of God. You can't focus on what God is telling you to do. You can't focus on the blessings that God did for you before to bring you through a particular tribulation. You can't focus on the victories that God has given you before. You know, you just tend to forget all about them because right now your mind is on the here and now, which is that burden. Okay, all right, and and what you need to do is to get into the habit, and, and I mean, try this sometimes when you have that burden that you feel coming up, coming about you. Just try this. Run to your prayer closet. Okay. Run into your prayer closet if you have that burden. Okay, excuse me, but I got to go pray. Grab your Bible and go into your prayer closet. If you don't have a prayer closet, find one, make one. Okay, okay, designate, you know, a bathroom, uh, a bedroom, you know. You know, a prayer closet does not have to be literally a closet when the Bible talks about a prayer closet. It does not literally have to be a, have to be a closet. Okay, okay, it's intended to be a place that you can, uh, 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 you, you can block yourself off from the outside world. Okay. 
Okay, and 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 I won't get into this whole thing because that's a sermon in unto itself. But the shawl, the shawl that the Israelites wore, and that that many of the Orthodox Jews still wear today, the shawl that they put over their heads and whatnot. That's one reason that it was used to put over their heads was to block out the the surroundings around them so they could pray. So they could pray. Okay, the shawl was used as a tabernacle, okay, which is actually a tent. But the shawl was used as a as a tabernacle, as a covering to put over their heads, which would block out the surrounding uh, uh, areas there so they're not distracted by what's going on. So it was a way of sort of isolating yourself so that you could go to God, so you could talk to God and pour out your heart. So a prayer closet doesn't have to be a physical closet that you walk into, but it can be a room that you can just spend some time alone with God. You take that burden and run into your prayer closet. Okay, prayer closets are very, 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 very effective. They're very effective. It's important for us as children of God to make sure that we have a place to go to, to talk to him. And when you go to that prayer closet, when you've found a place to isolate yourself from the outside world, you know, from the, from the blaring horns, horns, from the chatter, you, you know, the things that are going on in your house and so forth like that, then when you find that place, then you tell God what's going on. You tell God what is going on with this burden. You let him know, you know. I heard so-and-so and so a few minutes ago, or so-and-so called me, or I got this piece of mail, I got this phone call, you know, or I just saw so-and-so down the street, I bumped into so-and-so in Walmart. Lord, this is what's on my heart as a result of that meeting, as a result of reading this piece of mail. Lord, this is what I'm feeling, you know. And say, Lord, I cry, cry out to him and say, Lord, I want your peace. Lord God, I need your peace. I can't go on doing this my own way. Okay? Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Remember that we've talked about calling out to God before. You know, you know this, is, this is the reason that you became a born-again believer. Because at some point you realized that you could not go on conducting and carrying on your life the way you have been. Okay? You can't do it by yourself. And at that point that you decided to give your life to Jesus Christ, you called out to him, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe and I know that you are the son of the living God. Lord Jesus, come into my life and just take control. I repent of all my sins. I repent of the things that I've done. I turn away from those things. And Lord Jesus, now come into my life. At some point in your life, that's what you did. Okay. If you haven't done that and you're hearing this message and you're feeling so burdened and stressed out, you can't figure out. Uh, you can't figure up up from down in your life that everything just seems to be in turmoil and mishmash of, of bad events. And what, then you need to go to the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I can't do this myself. I give it all to you. I give it all to you. I give it all to you. And that's taking your burdens off and you're giving it to the Lord and you're asking the Lord to come into your life to take control so that you, you can do what he wants you to do. So you try that when you feel those burdens coming on. Okay. Again, I ask you, why are you still carrying burdens? God will take the load off your back. You have a heavenly father. You have a heavenly father. And with that, let's go to uh, Luke 11. Let's go to Luke 11. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 11, verse number 11. Luke 11, verse number 11. If a son shall ask bread of any of you, that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he, have, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good things unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? 
Okay, so God is saying, if you ask Him, okay, if we we as parents, if we you know, if a kid asks us for something and we give them that, we don't give them the opposite. We don't give them something bad in in place of what the, something good thing that they're asking for. So if we as human beings, as parents, can figure that out and do that, then how much more does God care about us to give us what we're asking for? And if you're asking for a relief from whatever that burden is, God will give you release from it, relief from it. Okay, talk about your blessings more than you talk about your burdens. Okay, God's blessed all of us in so many ways. Talk about them. Okay, how much time do we spend complaining? How much time do we spend complaining? How much time do we talk about when God delivered you from a particularly bad situation? And God blessed you with finances just when you needed it. When God healed you when you were sick and you were infirmed. Okay, when God blessed a, a family member that you cared so much about, were worried so much about, how many times has God does that, done that for you in your life? Think about those wonderful things. Talk about your blessings more than your burdens. Set your mind on Christ Jesus instead of your problem. Set your mind of, on God. Don't you realize that thinking about or dwelling on your problem increases that burden? The more you think about it and dwell on it, all it does is increases it. You know, you know, and I don't know if you've noticed the physical difference that it makes on you, but you can actually feel that weight just getting heavier and heavier. You can feel your chest tightening, tightening sometimes when that stress starts coming in. The more you think about it, you may get an upset stomach and everything. You get queasiness. You get a general weakness in your knees. Burdens can have a physical reaction on your body. Okay, because it alters us chemically, it alters us, you know, adrenaline and so on. And again, I won't get into all of that again, but you know what it can do to you, okay? So what does scripture say about burdens? That's the important thing here, since we're here, we're here talking about the word of God. And with that, let's go to Psalm, uh, Psalm 55. Psalm 55. And we want to go to verse 22. Psalm 55, verse 22. And what does the Bible say about burdens? Cast thy burden upon the Lord. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast your burden upon the Lord, he will sustain you. So there's God telling you that. Cast your burden upon him, and he will sustain you. Don't let that change that brought up, that is now converted into a burden for you, don't let that be, be on your shoulders and, keep, and you keep carrying it. Cast it upon God, and it says that God will sustain you. If we go to Matthew 11... Matthew 11 and verse 28, it says, Come unto me, we've read, read on this before, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay? If you're heavy laden, that means that you're burdened. Heavy laden means you're carrying a burden. Come unto me, all of you that labor and are heavy, heavy uh, laden, uh, all of you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So that's burden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Okay, highlight or underline all of that, verses 28 through 30. All right, so what he's saying in verse 29 says, take upon Jesus' yoke and learn of me. What is a yoke? Yoke is something that connects you to something else. Okay, the clearest example of that is two oxen. We've seen pictures of oxen uh, 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 plowing a field, you know, together, and at the neck they're yoked. They yoke together, okay? So where one goes, the other goes, okay? So take my yoke upon you and learn, upon me and learn, uh, you and learn of me. So Jesus is saying, be yoked to me and learn of me. If we're yoked to Jesus, then we're going to follow in Jesus' direction, okay? And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. So if we're yoked to Jesus, then we are going to find rest for our souls, and that burden is not going to be there. Okay, it says, "For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." So following Jesus is easy. Okay, 
following Jesus is a burden that we should be carrying because that's a light burden. In other words, it's a lot easier for us to, to, to follow Jesus. It's a lot less burdensome for us to follow Jesus than to be constantly and insisting on carrying the burdens of the world or whatever is going on in our life. Whatever is going on in our lives that was generated by some particular change that took place. Okay, It's easy to remember, let me yoke myself to Jesus. Let me get my eyes focused on Jesus and follow after him because then things will be Come a lot more easier in in, our, in my life. You have to realize that. Okay, why does God want to give you rest? Well, it's because God wants to, and we should remember the lyrics. So you know that song "Who Am I" by Casting Crowns. You know I love the particular one set of the lyrics there, and it says, "Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are." Okay, all right. Read that again. Not because of who I am but because of what you've done, meaning the Father, not because of what I've done, but because of who you are, because of who you are, okay? In other words, what he's saying there is that not because of who you are, you, but because of what God has done, not because of what you've done, but because of who God is, okay? That's what it is it's about, because of who God is. God loves you because he is God, Nothing that we could do. God doesn't love us because of anything that we did. God loves us because of who he is. Okay? It's the nature of God to love us. It's the nature of God to love you. Get that into your spirit. Get it into your mind. Get it into your thoughts that God loves you. And it is not his will for you to be burdened and worried and carry any kind of unnecessary loads, that at all, okay? Not because of anything that you've done, not because of who you are, it's simply because of who he is and his love for you, okay? okay? It's nothing that you or I can do to eliminate change and burdens, okay? okay? It's all about God. It's all about God. There's nothing that we can do any man can do really about climate change, okay? The climate's been changing off and on for millennia since God created the planet. There's nothing that man can do. What we can do is if we do see conditions around us, or if even physical conditions, weather conditions, we can certainly pray. We can certainly pray. You know, when I hear of storms coming to, I have relatives living in other states and that are more prone to, um, to tornadoes and things like that. When I hear about those things, I pray for their safety. I pray for them. That's what we can do, okay? But those types of things man has no control over. And for man to think he does, he is, he is, he is deluding himself. Again, there's this puffed-up pride to think that he can do something to affect the things that only God can take care of. Okay, okay, okay. Jesus was the one that stopped the storm when he was when he was in the boat with the disciples. Remember, they cried out because they thought they were going to sink, and Jesus cried out to that storm, "Peace, be still." Okay, okay, he cried out to that storm to be still, to be still. Okay, and the storm stopped, and they wondered, they said, oh, wow, gee, he speaks out and the storm stops. Even the storm obeys him. Okay, God, Jesus, is the only one that has control over the physical things of this planet. All right, so don't be carrying burdens about anything. Okay, not just climate change, any change that comes into your life. Don't turn it into a burden. God loves you so much that he wants to help you to deal with change and to take your burdens from you. But many times we insist on holding those burdens. I can't say that enough. Many times we simply insist on holding them. 
Why are you still getting upset by change and carrying a burden? Again, I say, give it to God. If you haven't figured it out yet, this whole message to you today, why I'm repeating it so much, is to stop carrying that burden and give it to God. Offload it. Don't let others lay burdens on you too. Okay? Don't let others lay burdens on you. If we go to Matthew 23. Matthew 23. Matthew 23. And start with verse number 1. 23.1 Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, they that observe and do, but do not ye after their works. For they say and do not. For they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments and love the uppermost seats, rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the market and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. Okay? So what that is basically saying, and it sounds very much like what is going on today. The Pharisees and the scribes were telling others what to do. They, 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 they had fancy garments, and they always got the best seats in the synagogue. And they stood there telling others what they should be doing, but they themselves do not do it. But they themselves were not doing what they were telling others to do. Now, doesn't that sound like today? There are so many out there that will say unto you, this is what you need to do, but they themselves do not do it. Do as I say, not do as I do. You see, what I love about the Word of God is that everything in the Word of God is so relevant to current times. All right? And God tells us these things for a reason. Okay, it, it says there, it says there that, our, um, but all their works they do uh, to be seen by men. They do things to impress others. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments, fancy clothes. They love the uppermost rooms at feasts, want the best rooms when they're having feasts and celebration, and they want the chief seats in the synagogues. And they love the greetings in the markets and to be called of men rabbi, rabbi, rabbi means master. Okay. You see, you see, they love all of that sort of thing. But as it says there in verse number, uh, number three, all therefore, all therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's of shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Okay. So they put burdens on us. But they themselves do not lift the, lift the finger to remove the burden. Okay? And they don't do what they say that we should be doing. All right? So that's another reason that we cannot let change in things that people, burdens that people are trying to force onto us. We cannot take those burdens. Don't let them become a burden. You shove it off. You offload that burden. Okay? We see there's so much today going on. As I say, we cannot let others lay burdens on us. And that even goes for family members. 
someone on the job. Don't let them lay burdens. Don't let them try to try to put you in a thing of guilt on a guilt trip. Either way, you feel like you just have to pick up this this person's burden or this person's cause. Okay. If you feel like someone is un, being unjustly treated, then you pray for that person. Let Holy Spirit give you some information and some advice on how to speak to that person, but don't you physically or spiritually take on that burden onto you where you're worrying about it. Okay. A change comes into their particular life that makes them uh, in, in a not so good situation, not so nice situation. Don't you take that burden. You grab that person by the hand and say, come, let me pray for you. You know, or, or if need be, let me show you how to come to the Lord. Let me lead you to Jesus Christ. Let me share with you what I know about relieving burdens. Okay, this is how you can help that person. But don't you take that burden on for yourself. Okay, don't do that. Don't let the changes brought on by men upset you to the point of creating burdens. Okay, God still comforts us. All right, two Corinthians two one to three for who comforts us in all our tribulation. That's what the word of God says, who comforts us in all our tribulation. Remember, not because of who you are, but because of what God has done. That's the important thing. That's why he delivers us, okay? All right, God gave you all of these scriptures, but who do you believe? God gave you so many scriptures, but who do you actually believe? All right, all right, all right. Do we believe men, or do we believe what God tells us? All right, okay? If you have a new car and something goes wrong with it, the first thing you do is you run, you consult the manual. You don't go and ask your neighbor next door, you know, oh, do you so-and-so broke down in my car? What do you think I should do about fixing it? Okay, or do you find the, the owner's manual to your car and read up on how to fix it? Well, that's what the Word of God is. The, God is our, the Bible is our manual for life. It's our manual for life. Anything that happens in your life, and understand this carefully, anything that happens in your life, a solution can be found in the Bible. Anything. Okay, that's why the Bible is called a living word. Because not only was it applicable and, and, and important back in days of antiquity, back with ancient Israel, it is still just as applicable today to us in the 21st century. It's all in the Word of God. We just need to know how to find it. And the Holy Spirit will help, the Holy Spirit will help us to navigate where those scriptures are. Okay, So it's a combination of us reading the Word of God, being in constant prayer with the Lord, because the Lord, will, He will speak to our spirits, but also, He will also guide us to Scripture, guide us to where we need to be able to read. I mean, I mean, the example that we just read there uh, 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 about the Pharisees and how they're putting burdens on people, but they themselves do not lift a finger to remove the burden. I mean, that was, you know, was applicable then, obviously, but it's also very applicable now. Okay, So we can't let those burdens just be laid on our, upon our shoulders, not by anything or not by any set of circumstances. Okay, Remember that we have a manual. Okay, and the, the written, the manufacturer of that manual, the creator of that manual, the Bible, will tell us how to operate the car or our lives, if you will. Amen. Amen. These are important things to remember. Well, when God speaks to you and tells you what to do, again, like I said, who do you believe, God or man? The word of God is there. God will oftentimes put a thought, he'll put a feeling or put something before you to act on. Many times you put a thought, a feeling, you feel something in your spirit down in here, something for you to act on. How do you respond when God gives you something to do or tells you something to do? Do you do, you do what God is telling you to do or do you believe someone else and wind up taking on a burden about what you're hearing? Okay? okay. Think about that. To whom am I listening? So knowing all this again, I say to you, why are you still carrying that burden? Okay? Burdens can keep us distracted from God. And the devil knows that. You've heard me say many times that we all have push buttons. We all have hot buttons that the devil loves to push. 
whatever that weakness is in your life, whatever that hot button is in that life, in your life, whatever that thing is that can get you set off, that can get, get you so annoyed, whomever that person may be that can annoy you so most, so much, whatever the situations are that are going on in your life. You know, you know, if you're one that tends to worry about finances, that's a hot button that the, that the devil can push. Okay. And what does he do? He makes your car break down. You got to spend money to fix it. After you spend the money and you get the car fixed, your refrigerator breaks down, more money you got to spend. After that gets fixed, all of a sudden your TV goes out. Okay. More money you got to spend. Right. So if you're the kind of person that worries about finances, that's a hot button and the devil knows that. So he'll bring burdens upon you by making your appliances go wrong or whatever it is that you have to spend money on because he knows that you're worried about finances. You don't like to spend money. Okay. All right. You worry about spending money. Okay. So that's a hot button. Okay. If, 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 if your hot button is your Aunt Tilly. You know, every time Aunt Tilly comes around, boy, boy, you love her to death. But every time she comes around, man, oh, man, boy, boy, something that she says or how she'll start talking just pushes every button and annoys the heck out of you. Okay. Some people, you, oh, boy, I don't want Aunt Tilly to come around. That's a hot button. The devil knows that. So what does he do? He'll send Aunt Tilly away. Give Aunt Tilly some nice choice words to really set you off. Then all of a sudden, you've got a burden now because you're worrying. Your peaceful day has changed. Okay. Maybe you had a great day in church and you just, you just come home and you say, I'm going to kick back and just relax a little bit, you know, do some reading or maybe watch a game or something on TV or whatever. And you just, you've got plans for a real peaceful afternoon and evening and all of a sudden until he pops up. It's a hot button. That change, that puts a burden on you. Okay. All right, all right. So remember, saint of God, we do not have to accept burdens. We do not have to carry uh, burdens around with us. We do, do, we do not, to have, we do not have to, to, to go about um, thinking that the worst is yet to come. Okay. God is there with us. God has your back. God is on your, your, your program. And just remember that he does not want you to carry a burden. Don't let change just wreck your life. Amen, amen. Praise God. Hope this message was a blessing to you. And let, let us go to prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we've had together, O Lord God, and we pray in the name of Jesus that as we go through the balance of the day and week ahead of us, O Lord, that we shall remember these words, O Lord God. We cannot let whatever changes take place in the world around us, O Lord God, bring any burdens into our lives, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we shall remember that we will, will not let, let family and friends and circumstances, O Lord God, just upset us to the point of, of stressing us and changing our way of life, that it becomes a problem and a burden for us, O Lord God. And if that burden does arise, Heavenly Father, let us remember to quickly give it unto you, O Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you speak to every single person listening, listening again today, guide their thoughts and their actions, and touch them in your own special way. Thank you, Heavenly Father, and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, again, if this message is being a blessing to you, then please share the links to reach us with uh, family, friends, loved ones, or even someone that's giving you a hard time. God wants them to hear the word of God, too. He doesn't want them to perish. We can be reached at wwwgenesis one one word, www.genesis1.sermon.net. And if you look up at the top of the uh, screen there, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button and you'll be notified automatically when these messages are made available. Okay. Uh, we're also, we have a YouTube channel now, so we can be found there. Uh, just go to YouTube and, and type in the search box, Genesis One Christian Ministries, Genesis One Christian Ministries. And of course, we still have our free apps. 
uh, apps only uh, for iPhone and for Android. Amen. Amen. And the idea there is that we want to make the word as available to you at all times. Okay. And, and also, if you didn't know it or not, you can, when you get to our webpage there uh, at sermon.net, you can uh, also download free of charge. You can download the audio or the video portion of these messages also uh, for future references. All right. So praise God. I pray and I hope this message has been a blessing, as I said. And uh, uh, go forth, be in peace, knowing that God is there with you. You do not have to carry any, any burdens. Uh, go forth and be blessed, okay? And always remember that Jesus is Lord. And I sing praises to your name. Oh, Lord, praises to